Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Prepper Mama Jesus Freak. I'm your host, Prepper Mama Jesus Freak. (laughs) So we're going to talk about a wide range of things today. Principalities, fancy medjool dates, menstrual cups, what I'm reading, what are you reading, what I'm memorizing, what I'm prepping, what's on my to-do list, how is my mental state, how unstable am I really, I'm trying to figure that out because I'm feeling really crazy. So if you're here for all of the prepping, all of the Jesus, all of the mamaing, you're in the right place. I am so glad you're here with me. I saw that I had some listeners on my first episode, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you guys came and hung out with me and just got some community, maybe in a lonely time. I have so many rules for myself right now to try and control my anxiety and fear and things like that. And it's really working. I'm feeling so much better, but I am not allowed to touch anything. <laughs> like really, it, it's just how I work. So I've cut out everything. I'm not allowed to stream anything by myself on my tablet or any device. I'm not allowed to stream audiobooks, any show. It doesn't matter if it's Christian or not. I had to cut all of it out because I my head was so busy that I just couldn't feel God's peace and I couldn't feel the joy in the days. And I was just really trying to unwind from having that season of working that I had quit. And so Yeah, I I finally figured it out, but I kind of have to just be super weird and not do anything that all the other humans do. But that's what we're called here to do, called to do here anyway, isn't it? Not to be part of the culture, part of the world. So I'm allowed to read books, hold them in my hands, can't listen to them. I don't know why. It's just a way that Satan kind of gives me anxiety and stuff like that. So I'm reading so many books and it's been so nice. The only time I'm allowed to watch anything is if it's with my family and we're watching something together on the TV, but I'm still really trying to stay away from anything negative or stressful and keep it to kind of educational programming and things like that. Though they did uh, demand to watch the Spider-Man Homecoming last night. So I just sucked it up and sat through it because... I didn't want to be away from them. I wanted to be close to them and community with them. And if that meant I felt a little meh because there's like the evil guy in there. It just makes me a little sad. But it all works out because Spider-Man's a good guy. So anyways, let me tell you what I'm reading because there's so much. Now, before you ever read a book that anyone suggests, do your own research. Check to make sure you agree with the theology of that writer, that you think that's the, um, the interpretation of scripture that you want, think God wants you to follow. I'm really strict about vetting people, but sometimes after or during reading something from them, I realize that they are a false teacher or have a theology I don't agree with. And sometimes it's after I'm all the way into something. So I just want you to make sure you're looking up stuff up for yourself. I am in no way a Bible teacher, or I've never been to seminary, um, all that kind of stuff. I'm constantly learning every day, realizing I'm wrong every day about what I believed yesterday when I learned more about the original text of the Bible. So with that little caveat, caveat, is that how you use that word? I will look that up later, but I'm pretty sure it is. Don't worry. I'm just educating my children. Not a big deal. That's our joke in the family every time. Yeah. I'm, you know, so first off, If you are not familiar with Jim Logan, you need to be. 
We're talking about spiritual warfare level 20. This guy is amazing. He's well-respected. He is brought into lots of different Christian missionary conferences to educate the missionaries on spiritual warfare, the kind of demon attacks they could be facing when they go into other countries and all the ways that we can let demons come in and let Satan come into our lives and attack us. Yes, Christians, we are and can be not only attacked, but can have demons within us and things like that. If we are not being careful and we are not protecting ourselves and our family, it's amazing how much, uh, how many things in your kids or in your yourself or your family that you think is just personality problems or mental problems or things like that, but that are actually demonic related. And it's just mind blowing. And this book changed so much how I prayed for my children. And I, my youngest, he's six, he was having bad nightmares every night. And I was so worried because I suffered from horrendous nightmares, uh, especially in my teen years, so much so that I didn't want to go to sleep. I was terrified to sleep. I prayed so much, nothing worked. And I was praying for my youngest and he was still having dreams every night. And I was like, you know, it kind of was one of those things where like, I know praying is helpful, but I don't know how much it works, you know? And then I changed how I prayed because of this book and his nightmare stopped immediately because so much of how we pray needs to be actually targeted towards the demonic influence and the satanic influence that's causing a lot of those issues. And when we're not attacking that, it's just something, something like that. I don't know. There's like a loophole that Satan can find when you don't pray just, you know, strategically. So you have to read this book. It's life changing. Not only did it make my prayers so much more powerful, it really, for the first time, helped me not feel afraid all the time because I was able to grasp and understand the power of Jesus and how that power is given to me through what he did on the cross and how I have access to that and how I need to live in his victory and not live defeated and not in, in so much of the stuff that I've dealt with and like intrusive thoughts and, and, you know, anger and irritability and all these kinds of stuff, how so much of that, if I can just cut out the different areas that I haven't surrendered and make sure I'm surrendering every area of my life to God, how I can really cut off every single pass that Satan can try to get in my life. And I can pray so much better for the people that I love, people in my community, other mothers that are having issues with children. And I really suggest you read this book along with his video series. He has like an eight part spiritual warfare video video series on YouTube. And all of eight videos plus all of this book, every page, every minute of that bit of those videos is so valuable and has so much to offer. And it is incredible. So the book is called Reclaiming Surrendered Ground by Jim Logan. And then if you just look up spiritual warfare, Jim Logan, um, he, there's the look for the one that's like part one, part two, part, there's like an eight part series. And that's the one that I watched and it is powerful, man. I just can't, it transformed my faith and, and it's all, you know, biblical, it's pointing to all the places in the Bible where you can see this and, and his, his experiences with helping to remove, help God using him to set so many people, so many Christians free from demons and all the different ways they were negatively impacting different Christians' lives. And it's just so incredible. It's so good. And so I've been praying for a, a friend's child and for a friend because they reached out to me. I suggested this book to them. I suggest, I mean, I've been just suggesting it to everybody. Like you have to get this book. So please 
Please. Anyways, next one I've been reading is Supernatural by Michael Heiser. Michael S. Heiser. Now, he has a series of books in different areas. The next one I'm going to read is angels because my sons have been having a lot of questions about angels and I want to be able to answer them. And so I told them, let me find out and I'll get back to you. And this book is great. He's a well, very well educated Bible scholar, Bible teacher. And this book, it makes you, you have to be ready for this book because it's going to completely change the Bible for you. It is only pointing at scripture and it is only just highlighting the parts in scripture we tend to skim over that reveal how much is happening in the supernatural world, how many different kinds of beings there are, how there are other like heavenly beings on the council with God and other gods and other heavenly hosts. And it, it, it blew my mind. And I'm like, I have a little bit left in it. It is, it's just so good. And so I've been going through the Bible and highlighting all the scriptures that he is suggest, um, show, pointing to that are are showing these things. And it's just so amazing. And I can't wait to read the next book after I'm done with this. And it's it changes your faith because you start to see the world around you a lot differently. You start to see scripture a lot differently because everything is a lot more real and physical and um, not just so much stories. You're like, whoa, this is real, you know? It's hard to explain. It's just really good. The other thing I've been working on is memorizing scripture. It's something I've always wanted to be good at for so many reasons. But in Jim Logan's book, he made it very clear why memorizing scripture was vital. Now, when he goes through the the um, armor of God, he talks about the sword of the spirit. And he talks about the sword of the spirit specifically being memorizing God's word. And that surprised me because I didn't, I've done Armor of God studies before and that never really stuck with me. But he makes this great point that I'm going to read to you that he said in the book, the Holy Spirit cannot bring to your mind what isn't there. There is, uh, this is also how you replace wrong thoughts with right ones. The only infallible source of right thoughts is God's word. As you soak your mind in scripture, you begin to think God's thoughts. And you give the Holy Spirit a tremendous arsenal of truth to draw upon and bring to your mind when you are in a time of need. That convicted me. And I really want my sons to know a lot of scripture. So what works best for us is to turn Bible verses into songs. So we've already done like five that we've turned into songs and it helps us memorize them very quickly. We also do that for times tables. We just do songs because I find them on YouTube and then we memorize them so much easier than if we were to do just saying them. So just to make it easier for you guys, since I make up the tunes that go with them, I will, I will, every time I do a podcast, I'll sing one of them for you. And then if you want to go back and replay it and learn it yourself. And so you can sing it with your children and then before you know it, within a couple days, you guys have this new Bible verse memorized that will be on their hearts the rest of their life and that will always be there to help them. So we'll do this one. Are you ready? So then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, 
not unearthly things. Colossians 3, 1, 2. You can go ahead and play that over and over again for you and your kids, and you'll have it memorized in no time. I'm telling you, it sticks so fast. I wish I could delete all of the lyrics I have trapped in my head from my entire life to all of these super inappropriate songs from when I was really into music as a teenager and replace it all with scripture songs. I just feel like that's such important space. How do we like delete? I don't need any of that. I don't need to know all the lyrics to every Britney Spears NSYNC and far worse artist songs. I mean, I have some really bad lyrics in there. I need them out. Anyways, tell me when you find that way to that delete button. That'd be great. The other book, last one I'm going to mention that I am finding really helpful. So I finished the New Testament. Praise Jesus. I'm so excited about that. So now I have to work through the Old Testament, but the Old Testament is really hard for me to get into, like the New Testament, like to feel that uh, like aliveness and engagement. But the Word Bible Handbook by Lawrence O. Richards has changed that for me. It's... Look on thrift books. If you go to thrift books, you can get it used for like six bucks, including shipping. I got mine for like 50 cents at a friends of the library sale, but it is so wonderful. So before you go to read a book in the Bible, open up this book and he's going to give you a wonderful history and an explanation of what you're about to walk into. It might be a cultural explanation, uh, what the palaces might look like, um, what, what, just so much information and he'll throw in ar- archeological, um, discoveries, all these different kinds of things to make it real for you. And then he will also go through each book and kind of give you an overview. Like, what are they talking about here? So I actually read the entire intro. And then I also read through the explanation of each, um, section of books in that, I mean, chapters in that book. So that when I go into that chapter, the whole scene is set in my head. And now when I read it, it's like this amazing look into history where you are, it's like fascinating that you have this historical account of what's going on and you understand what's going on in the history and why it's important. And it's just so much more vibrant for me than just jumping into a book, not having any clue what the heck is going on. And it's just so dry and dull because I'm just, I'm not, I don't know what's going on. And so the Word Bible Handbook by Lawrence O. Richards, I love it. Again, do your own research. Make sure you feel it's theologically sound. I am no expert. It's just I happen to find it at a a library sale. And I have another one too, um, the Halley's Bible Handbook that I have as a cross-reference just to keep the studying objective to make sure I have different authors' um, viewpoints. But I noticed that he doesn't really offer a lot of his own opinion as much as just facts, um, the Lawrence or Richards ones, but at the same time, interpreting scripture in itself is kind of an opinion, right? So just pray about it. Make sure it's the right book for you. And I think that's it on the, what am I reading section? Oh, well, we'll get to principalities later because we've already got a lot of Jesus talking. Have you heard of fancy medjool dates? I'm just going to totally take a left turn here. So I recently discovered these and they are so wonderful if you have a sweet tooth and you just need like something sugary really bad and you're trying to be better and not put all that toxic stuff into your body. Fancy medjool dates, 
they're weird at first. The texture is weird at first. And you're like, what is going on? They have a pit. So be careful. But they have this like brown sugar, sweet potato, buttery taste that is so delicious. And when you're done, you really feel like you just had a spoonful of frosting. And it doesn't taste like frosting, but I'm talking about like the same like brain satisfaction, taste bud satisfaction. Now I had verification on this from my husband because I have different taste buds than him. I have different taste buds than most people. I'm easily satisfied and I will be like, oh my gosh, it's so good. And I'll have somebody else try it and they'll be like, oh dear, what's wrong with you? But he tried them and he, after he got past like the texture and newness, he was like, wow. He's like, that is a really nice aftertaste. That's what I really liked. It doesn't have like a lingering, bittery fruit. Oh, that's healthy kind of aftertaste. The only aftertaste is like brown sugar, sweet potatoes. What more could you want in life? So they're dehydrated fruit. Um, and so they're called fancy medjool dates. Maybe just, I don't know if regular dates have that same magic. I haven't tried anything in except this brand or this name, I guess. So if you see them in the store, please grab them. And this might really help you with your goals of trying to eat healthier. So that's my, my food health fact for the day. Menstrual cups. Have you tried them? If you haven't, you are so missing out. Now, the reason I bring this up is for prepping purposes. There are so many people prepping for their period, when they're doing their prep or stockpiling, they have so many boxes of tampons and pads and all this kinds of stuff. One menstrual cup will last you for 10 years of periods. Do you have any idea what amount of space you're going to save? Not only that, but you're going to lower your kiss, your, your risk of cervical cancer, ovarian cancer, reproductive health issues, all of that stuff, because all the toxins within all of these pads and, and tampons and everything like that are causing problems and health problems in your body. And even the ones that claim that they're like good for you, like I was using these ones, they're like, oh, hundred percent cotton lining. I realized with the marketing, they were saying that just the lining part was the part that was natural. Underneath that, the all the absorption stuff, that wasn't. So I was spending extra money on these supposedly healthy options and they still were not. So I tried a menstrual cup and holy cow, my period. Okay, after you get used to them, because at first it's a headache to try and, it's like you're a teenager trying to figure out tampons all over again. You having leaks, you're having problems. I dropped it in the toilet, you know, Ew. <laughs> and um, trying to get used to it. It took me several periods before I really got the hang of it. But even though I was struggling through it, it was my period was still so much freaking easier than it has ever been in my life. I mean, I can't even tell you. It's like it's like so much of the burden of period is lifted with a menstrual cup. Because there's something about pads where just seeing all of the blood, it actually made me have less energy. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, I'm bleeding really heavy. I'm so tired. I don't feel good. So it's like something about seeing all the blood coming out of you, all over your pad and it being all over you, like makes you feel worse. I, I, it's a mental thing. So having my life just be normal and I and with this cup and then it just being like no big deal. I'm not putting any chemicals in there. It's made out of like a silicone, I think. And I'm sure in like 20 years, they'll tell us silicone kills people, but I'm doing my best people. Okay. But 
it's just so stress-free, so chill. I'm like, I don't, I don't wake up with like blood all over me overnight because I overflowed over everything. It's just so good, man. I still have leaks and stuff because I haven't really fine-tuned it to the end, but I don't even care because it's just so much better. Anyways, that's your prepping tip. Get menstrual cup, a menstrual cup instead. You get two menstrual cups and put in your stockpile. You have 20 years of periods covered. You're welcome. And it takes up the space of two tiny little boxes. So please save yourself some space and some money because I can really imagine how much it's costing people unless they're couponers and then good for you because it was like all free and you're a beast. Anyways, that's that. What else have I been up to? Oh, you know, I'm just learning my learning, 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 and I'm getting back into my well-educated heart philosophy, which is really nice because now that I'm done working, I can just really dive in to focusing on the boys again because we were just really in survival mode and it was like, get through the day, get through the day. We did it. Good job. High five. But now I can just really focus back on making our days really count, really meaningful, really beautiful and full of love and joy which even I, I had a lot of, I'm just glad I was reading this book by Jim Logan while this transition was happening because I, even though I quit my job, I was still full of like all anxiety and stress and I didn't know what the heck was wrong with me. And then I was like, Satan's just trying to discourage me because I'm following God's will for my life. And I quit my job and I picked my family over money again and he's pissed. So he's just trying to still make me feel totally wacky and I'm not going to let him. <laughs> Thanks to this book, I could see it, attack it and not stop, <laughs> keep going. And so if you're not familiar with well-educated heart, you need to be. It is this incredible site built by this lovely lady and it's all free because she is so wonderful. And it's all about educating your child's heart. That is art, music, storytelling, but it's really a philosophy that you have to learn because I think for a lot of us that were raised in this culture, um, I wasn't raised in like a, any kind of strict Christian culture. I was raised in the world, totally in the world. So this was a new idea for me to not focus on academics, to focus on beauty and joy and art and building my child's character and heart and have that be the focus and academics not be the focus and how the academics will come naturally as you um, read stories together, the importance of fairy tales and the importance of not explaining a story or asking questions about a story and uh, infusing wonder and magic and just helping these child become so well-rounded that they won't have a midlife crisis when they're 40 because they'll know who they are when they're young because they had the space to figure it out and it's just so much. It would take me literally all my entire life to explain all how meaningful it all is. I don't even need to because she's already done the work. She actually has a university course. She calls it um, Mother's University, but there's like the introductory course, Catch the Vision, where she just has these different sections that just help you understand why it's important, why being a mother is the most important job on the planet. Boy, did she help me. I need. I just. I, I never want to stop writing her letters to thank her. Why being a mother is the most important job on the planet. You're going to raise the next president. You're going to raise the next leaders. You're going to raise the next pastors, the next missionaries, all that kind of stuff. Mothers are the most powerful people on this planet because of how much they control the culture by the children that they raise. And 
it's such an important job and we need to take it seriously. So she has this free area where she just has all these different things that are just helping you catch the vision, understand the importance with all these different books and videos and um, her speaking and explaining things. And it's so amazing and inspirational. Then after you've completed that, you can move on to the mother's university where it's just a rotation schedule where each month as a mother, you're focusing on something else to help help you fill your heart and help you have a well-educated heart so it will spill naturally over into your lives and for your children. And then she has thousands and thousands of free books that she will send you to that she has done so much work in in vetting and making sure that they are good for a, a strict conservative spiritual household. And she's done all this work for you. You can just pop on over and it's going to be amazing. (laughs) And you don't have to have your guard up on everything that you go to worrying it's going to be this or that. Like she doesn't even allow books where kids are um, talking disrespectfully to their parents unless there's a lesson directly related to talking disrespectfully to your parents. Like so many modern novels she's not comfortable with because of how the children speak to each other, how they speak to authority. Like she's really, um, she is Mormon and I think, that has a lot to do with how conservative and and strict she is on how she vets this material, which I really appreciate. And, um, then she even has, has developed an audio, a free audio book site where she is now reading the, a lot of these books, um, or poems and, or history lessons where, and she's got such a lovely voice and her recording is uh, like the recording software mic system is nice quality. So you're not getting like, LibriVox recording, (laughs) which is really hard to listen to sometimes for some of those. Um, and it's just wonderful. And you can have it on with the kids while you guys are coloring. And she's reading this awesome fairy tale from Norway, ancient fairy tale from Norway. And, and she just developed an art website where she does, has done all the work where she's curated all of this beautiful art where you can pick it by family type or culture or country. And then you're able to print it and put it up around your home all free. She is a little angel, I swear. Go check out welleducatedheart.com. She also has an app. Of course she does. And she has a quote section where she posts new stuff, you know, regularly. Of course, like with anything, I just avoid the stuff that is, you know, related just to like the Book of Mormon and things like that. But she really doesn't have much stuff come up like that. Maybe every once in a while I'll see a quote come up and I just want to check to make sure it's not from um, a different, you know, religious belief system. But most of the, I haven't really come across, I think it's only maybe once or twice where I've come across that. And she is, you know, talks about Jesus and her belief in Jesus in a lot of different ways too. And that's really nice. So it's just go, go look. It's helped so much with my joy levels. Our yesterday was magic. I feel like for the first time since February, I finally felt that magic again of really sinking into being a mom and a teacher and a joy spreader and my, and my incredibly important role of raising more disciples and us just feeling the rich wholeness of family that God really intended. It was so nice. Oh man, it felt, I just wanted to cry like all day. Cause I'm like, thank you, God. I've been praying for months. My family has been praying for months for me that I could get my way back to that. And with God's help pointing me in the right direction and with the amazing work of this gal on well-educated heart to help point me into getting my focus back again too. It's just all fancy dancy, you know, 
I also posted a couple blogs on my website while I was processing and going through things that might be helpful. And so I didn't know I was going to be posting blogs, but I just kind of felt I wanted to write and because sometimes writing really helps me process things. So I did that too. So if you're feeling you're in a struggly place and you want someone to relate to, you can head on over there. I'll have the link for that below. It will also be available. There will also be a, a place there where you can have a conversation with me about this um, podcast. If you want to talk, <laughs> if you want to say anything, you want to comment. I know sometimes you have that urge that you just like want to add something to what you heard or say something, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just a conversation. It's not that complicated. It's a conversation. So there will be a place for you to do that. You just click on over there. You have a little profile and you can comment and have a conversation about this podcast too. But I really think that's all I had to share for today. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I have a lot to do. Oh, my to-do list. That's what I didn't share with you. Oh, and principalities. Why am I saying goodbye? Psych not saying goodbye. Sorry if you're ready to leave. I'm not. Principalities. Now, if you go through and watch the Jim Logan series, you're going to learn about principalities. But holy crap, Adoli, I had no clue what principalities were. And I asked my mom, who is a who she was raised super duper Christian. I mean, they went to church multiple times a week. And she was involved in all the things. They were, you know, standard, super conservative Christian, but passionate Christian parents who really loved the Lord. And she had no idea that this was a principality. So let me pull up the exact definition for you. Principalities, a territory ruled by a prince or princess or from which such a title is derived. The position, authority, or jurisdiction of a prince or princess so why this is important, when the Bible talks about principalities, praying against the principalities, things like that, we're actually supposed to be praying against rule, like demonic rulers that have juris, geological jurisdictions over areas. And the way Jim Logan explains it is a lot of times you can see what kind of principality is ruling over that area because you'll know that that city really battles gambling addiction. Well, that has a principality over of gambling addiction or in, you know, in my area, we have, we have a whole bunch of different principalities, but one I've really noticed is infidelity is wildly rampant in this area and it is just outright accepted. It's not even like, oh, I can't believe, I mean, it's just like, yeah, I got a few other girlfriends or wives are always like, I can't really be monogamous, but we, you know, you can stay here if you want, but I got to also sleep with other guys. Like, it's like not even a thing. It's just like, hey, I'm doing this. Okay. It's crazy. And so like the, one of the big principalities over our air is infidelity. And so what that means is because that power is over our area, I pray very specifically for my marriage about infidelity. I pray against that principality, and I pray that you know we will never be tempted. We will never um, that the principalities will never have any influence over our marriage. You know things like that. So we're supposed to be praying against these principalities, like they're actual kind of you know they're like beings. They're princes of darkness, really, that have power over these different areas. And there's so many different kinds, so many different ones. So that's your fun fact also for the day. Pray against the principalities and 
protect your marriage, pray in advance for the the things you don't want to happen in your marriage and, um, pray over you and your husband and whether you have temptations now is irrelevant. If Satan can hold that in front of either of you in the future, you need to pray against it now. Make sure we will never have temptations. Make sure we will never stray from each other, never be tempted to stray for each other, always satisfy each other's needs, always be attracted to each other, always be in love with each other, that our marriage will get stronger every day, that we will become more godly as a couple every day. You know, I pray really hard for a marriage in a world with broken marriages. I want to pray for it before it starts slipping. We have a great marriage and I want it to stay where it's at and continue to get better. So I'm praying for it now for protection. And I really encourage you to do the same thing. This goes for every area of every other area too. So that blew my mind about principalities. To-do list. I feel as I forgot to breathe. Please forgive me. I'm still learning how to do this with like, I don't know why I talk to you guys and I like stop breathing. It's important to breathe. I heard. Okay. Speaking of breathing, try Wim Hof breathing. It's really amazing. Look up Wim Hof breathing. It is amazing for decreasing anxiety, depression. It helps so much with your immune system because you pair it with cold showers, which I don't do as much, but I will go outside in the winter without a jacket on to kind of mimic that. Um, And they're they're doing all these studies showing how much it increases your resistance to viruses and all these kinds of things. And it's just breathing and it just takes a couple minutes and you'll notice you are more rested. Oh, I need to do this more. (laughs) I've been so tired. I need to get back on track with the Wim Hof breathing. W-I-M space H-O-F-F breathing. It's this um, older gentleman who's like in Iceland, I think, or Finland or something like that. And he just teaches you the technique for free online and on YouTube and then you're good to go. So side note, Again, I have a lot of this stuff in my head, so just come on the merry-go-round with me, folks. What was the last thing? Oh, my to-do list. Is that what I was talking about? If not, I'm so sorry. Well, I have a huge bag of milling corn in the basement that I really need to vacuum seal, and I haven't yet, but Christmas is what has finished. I just got the main floor back in order. So we have a basement, a main floor, and then an attic room, and so... It's a, it's all like small compressed homes. So it's thankfully very manageable. I wouldn't want a lot of space to have to clean and manage. So I got the decorations put up, cleaned, scrubbed all the things. And I got to do the same thing. I got to put the decorations away in the basement because that's where our main, that's where our tree and everything is. And then I feel like I'll have the mental space to start getting back on track with my like vacuum sealing and stuff like that. So we bought a huge bag of milling corn organic milling corn because corn they say is one of like the things you want popcorn is something you really want to try and get organic because the amount of pesticides sprayed on them so I got organic milling corn a huge bag for only like 35 bucks on Amazon which I was pretty happy about because this is the only way that I can kind of store flour because we're gluten-free and so I store it as the corn kernel and then I bought a mill and I'll grind it when, um, the, if the time comes, hello rapture, here you're coming, but not really the rapture. Cause hopefully I'll be poofed away and then we won't deal with all that. But that's another day. If the crap hits the fan and rapture hasn't come yet, we gonna be here, you know? So I need to be able to eat and feed my family. So milling corn, I need to vacuum seal it so it can keep longer. It'll keep for a long time if I have it vacuum sealed, but just sitting in this bag, And it barely missed getting peed on by my dog. I mean, 
barely. I am so, that was a God thing. It was six inches away from being peed on by my dog. How do you say, how could that have happened? Well, fun fact, I found out that if my dog pees in the dining room on the main floor, the pee will leak through the cracks in the floor and drip onto the floor beneath. Ew. We're potty training a puppy, and that's why this happened. And I had the box of milling corn on my desk in the basement, and she peed in the dining room and drip, 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 went through the floor, landed on my desk in the basement. Ew. It was disgusting. And it was six inches away from landing on the milling corn. Oh, thank you, God. I would have been devastated because I was so excited about that corn. And I don't want to spend the 35 bucks again. So I need to vacuum seal that. And I need to get some sugar vacuum sealed. But I think that's mostly it, which I'm glad because I had a lot of other things that had to be done. Like I needed a lot of, to vacuum seal the salt. And yeah, I need to vacuum seal some sugar. But I have rice and oats and um, beans and a lot of popcorn vacuum sealed. And so, yeah, I think that's that's really that's exciting. That's the main thing on my to-do list. I am okay with that. I'll add a couple little extra things you should consider prepping with. Books, board games, puzzles, not only uh, coloring materials, paper, coloring things. Just keep stuff in mind to keep you and your children engaged. And you can still, you still want to try and create joy if you're trapped in your house and people are trying to kill you, you know? And so, we, I make sure that I hoard books anytime I get the chance. I get a lot of them for free. Like we went, to, it's just, it just works out that way. I have a friend that's getting rid of a bunch of books so I can go grab books there. Or we were at the little, we were at the park and they have one of those little like take a book, leave a book things, but it was overflowing and the books are starting to get wet. So I didn't mind taking a bunch and leaving none because I've donated tons of books, tons of books in the past as well. Like when my kid wasn't a toddler anymore, can get rid of all the toddler books, stuff like that. And I'm keeping all the curriculum books, even though I don't really use curriculum anymore. But um, as they get older, if there's things they're interested in and want to know, I'll have all those books available so they can learn those things. If there's no internet, board games for obviously the fun reasons and a lot of, you know, fun novels and stuff like that. So they can go on adventures if we are in end of the world scenario. And those are some of the other fun things. I also saw this guy talking about, I really want to get them instead of storing toilet paper they're these little compressed towelettes and you get so much more for so much cheaper than toilet paper. And they're tiny. Talk about saving space. And I want to get those. You get like so many of them for like 35, $33 on Amazon. And you, and they, they come out like the size of a baby wipe, the same kind of texture as a baby wipe, but there's no like um, soap or anything on them. And you could probably have a full bathroom potty wipe up with just the one and you get, um, no, I can't remember. I think there's like 500 in a pack or something. And so that's another thing that I came across that was pretty nifty if I don't say so myself. Oh, I also got some potato prepping done. I was so happy because I haven't done anything like that in a really long time because I've just felt so trying to not get sucked into the psychoness of the world with the whole stuff, you know. And it was like all of my energy was focused on not getting wrapped up into that. But now I finally had the energy to do potato prepping. I was so happy. 
So I just spend a couple hours prepping a ton of fries and breakfast potatoes to freeze so that throughout the month, it's super easy to just grab some fries, throw them in the oven and everybody's fed. And then they're a hundred percent healthy. I mean, they're not organic potatoes, so we're probably not a hundred percent, but better than a bag of frozen fries from the store, which is really not good because of the oil types they use and things like that. And so I just cut up the potatoes for fries. I just soak them in some water for a little bit. It helps the starch come out and helps them be a little crispier. I toss them in, dry them off. You have to dry them with a towel, toss them in olive oil, and then I stick them in the oven at 400 for 20 minutes. And this just cooks them enough so that after, like when they're frozen, I only had to put them in the air fryer for a little while. Um, otherwise, it had to be in there for a long time if I didn't cook them ahead of time. And so then I have a bunch of fries ready to go. And for breakfast potatoes, I just boil them partially until they're firm, but still penetrable by a fork. And then I let them cool off completely. And you're really supposed to freeze all this stuff like on a cookie sheet in the freezer before you put them in a bag so they don't stick together. But I don't have room for that. So I took my chances. I just put them all in the fridge, hoping that they would cool off enough that they wouldn't stick to each other. And then I put them in freezer baggies and I'm just trying my look on this one. I never done, I've never done it that way before, but if anything, I just bang it very aggressively against the countertop and they break off into weird bits and I'll make it work. So that felt really good. And I had like 12 pounds of potatoes that were about to go bad. So it always makes me happy when I am not throwing out food. Also side note, we have a lot of side notes. Is this mostly side notes? Probably. The other thing is I had tested a tomato preserving method in the summer where you do like a vinegar salt treatment on a bunch of green tomatoes. Did I say tomatoes? I don't know, but I meant tomatoes. And then you cover them with oil until they're completely submerged so no air can get to them and they're supposed to last forever, kind of. No one had a definite date because everyone ate them within a year. But at first I kept them in the fridge, which was a kind of a problem because the olive oil would firm up completely and then I couldn't really like pull out a tomato and let it settle properly. So now I'm just leaving it on the counter because there are some people that do that and they're really good. They're really zesty on a salad. They give it a real punch. Now other people do it where they um, use like red tomatoes and they cook them with kind of Italian seasoning and then put them in a jar and put olive oil over them and then they can put them on sandwiches and all that kind of stuff. But this, I just had tons of green tomatoes because my garden sucked this year. And so I preserved them in a bunch of ways. I pickled some. I did, I pickled them a different couple different flavors. And then I did the oil thing. But it's going great. And it's January and they're still keeping just fine. So, so far so good, y'all. I'll keep you posted. But I think that's it. I literally am suffocating because I'm having trouble breathing while I talk to you, but it's fine. So I probably need to go before I turn blue and pass out and do my Wim Hof. That you now know what it is. So now when I reference it, you'll know what the heck I'm talking about. It was great seeing you guys again. And I will see you next time. I don't have a date because I'm a mom. (laughs) And I don't want commitment because I have enough commitment. And if I add more commitment, I'll stress and never talk to you again. So when it's... In whenever I feel inspired, it is much more likely that I'll keep with it. And so check the website for blogs, check back here, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to, and I'm sure they'll notify you when I release another one. 
And if you have anything to say, head on over to my website. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. I hope you have a wonderful week and month. And remember to give your day to Jesus every single morning and your day will be better. Thank you. Bye. Why does I thank you? Well, thank you for listening. I like customer service. Like, hi, thank you so much. All right. Okay. Bye.